Most people are about as happy as they choose to be. Abraham Lincoln Hello. So what are you thinking? You're listening to the Healthy Mind, Healthy Self Show. I'm your host, Martha Alvarez, psychotherapist and life coach. And this is a place for you to explore your thoughts, emotions, and behaviors so that you can make more mindful choices, achieve those things that you so desire. So tune in and enjoy. Hey there, thanks for joining me for today's show of the Healthy Mind, Healthy Self Show, where I'm going to be talking about what you focus on, specifically encouraging you to shift your focus to the good stuff instead of dwelling in the negative. And I know that obviously life is not full of just uh, happiness and glee and good feelings, and we all do experience negative emotions, but are you really focusing on the good stuff or are you kind of tending to go to the other side, to the darker side? There's a lot of research that shows that as humans, we tend to um, focus on negative stuff. It's called negativity bias. Somehow they think we're hardwired for it, maybe as a protective device I don't know, but I have to tell you that it's one of the things that once you realize what uh, you're thinking and how you're showing up in your life and you choose to uh, make adjustments, everything shifts. You can actually change your experience, your feelings, your outlook. I mean, there's no quicker way to feel differently than to change your thoughts. The way that you think definitely affects your feelings, your emotions, your behavior. So it only makes sense to just analyze every so often, what is it that you are choosing to focus on? What is it that you want instead of what is it that you don't want? It can be useful to figure out what you don't want, but I feel it's even more useful to figure out what you do want and then just streamline your thoughts in that direction. That way you strengthen your brain's wiring. Basically, you learn to shape it to perform in the way that you want to do life instead of what its default patterns are. So for example, if you often have thoughts that maybe surround themselves around fear or regret or guilt or pain, criticism, things that people do wrong, things that did not go well for you, that kind of stuff. Instead of thinking about, you know, things that are going great, how resilient you are, how connected, or maybe staying in an optimistic frame of mind or focusing on love, which way do you tend to go? Because if you're in the first half of the negative stuff, I almost guarantee you that the world is not as sparkly for you as someone that's living full of optimism and love and joy. And when you think of negative stuff, the default pattern is to overgeneralize the negative stuff. I see it all the time. And I'm not suggesting for you to ignore or repress negative feelings or emotions. I mean, 
they can actually be useful. Sometimes you need to feel these things in order to process and to heal. And some of these things can also serve as a warning sign, something that you need to pay attention to. So it's not about ignoring these feelings or repressing them. Instead, it's just noticing them and then shifting when it's necessary. You don't need to stay in that space for a long period of time. For example, consider when you're sick. If you're sick, maybe you're struggling with a chronic illness. And if you start focusing on how sick you are or how difficult it is for me to heal or if I'm going to have to live with this forever, that can get kind of scary and you can get kind of depressed with that. Part of the recovery when you're sick or in any type of illness is your perspective. Accepting what you need to accept and knowing that you have the strength of resiliency to choose a different outlook. And that in itself is going to help you do other behaviors that are actually beneficial for your recovery instead of just being powerless over it and letting it take over you. It's not always easy. I know, especially if you're not feeling well, something hurts, or you're struggling with some chronic illness, there are days that the pain and the worry and the fear and all of it is very real. And like I said, you're allowed to feel that. It's just for how long? What do you do with it? What's your mental scenario that you're forming with that? Another part that I see this in a lot is with relationships. People freak out over their partners. If they start nitpicking on what they're doing wrong or the look that they gave you or how they responded or how they're ignoring, they tend to forget that this is the person that you chose in your life to be part of your world. It is all the good things that attracted you to this person, yet you can't see those at this moment because you're focusing on the bad stuff. So obviously that hurts a relationship. It starts killing that love and that feel-good sensation if you focus only on the negative stuff. And again, sometimes people are mean, then they do things that, you know, that they're probably not right. Okay. And it doesn't mean to ignore it, but that's not the full story. And when you're stuck in these patterns, especially in any relationship, whether it's your partner or, or a family member or a friend, the first thing you want to do is usually like, I'm out. You give up. You're like, I don't need this. I don't want this. Why? Because it's making you feel bad and nobody likes to feel bad. But if you only realize that, you know, people are imperfect and sometimes things are going to happen that are not optimal, but that doesn't mean that it's all bad. And you shift your focus to what do you like about this person? What is good about this relationship? Then you're able to have these conversations. You're able to, you know, address these people that you're having difficulty with and have a conversation so that hopefully they can notice what's happening. And together you can change this pattern, this interaction. It happens everywhere in your job. It happens with school. It happens all sorts of relationships. And it's usually because people amplify the bad. They kind of like put it on steroids and all of a sudden it looks like this giant problem. Luckily, not always does it stay like that. And you see that when you go back and forth and sometimes you're good with the person and sometimes you're not. And that's because you shifted your focus usually. 
Anyhow, I'm trying to convince you to really realize what it is that you're focusing on in everyday life, whether it's your body, your outlook, what you're eating, your health, your relationships, your aspirations, your career. I want you to shift if it's not working for you. I want you to consider something else. We all have highs and lows in how we experience life. There is variations within that when you are often in the same state of a very high, high or low, low, you can be experiencing anxiety or depression, even clinical or not non-clinical, it can show up that way. And that's information for you. Because whenever you're stuck at a place where you're feeling so intensely, and so often some of these feelings, that's information for you that something needs to change. One of the first things that needs to change is your thinking patterns, where you focus your attention, what you do with that information in your head, what meaning do you give it? So one of the ways to do that is to reestablish your nervous system. Give yourself some light within that darkness. Give yourself a place to feel good and to shine. You can do this with your breath, first of all, to kind of make your body feel that you are safe, that there is something that you can actually control physically and mentally within you, regardless of what's happening out there, regardless of what anybody else is saying or doing or what the circumstances, you actually can control you, your thoughts, your body, and it starts by grounding, centering yourself with your breath, deep breaths in through your nose and out through your mouth for however long you need to do it, at whatever speed you need to do it, we're each individual. But I think that for most people, it works best when you do it in a slower, more conscious motion of breathing. Sometimes you have so much anxiety that you actually need to let go of some very quick, hard breaths first before you slow down into the deeper, more grounding breaths. You can see this often when people need to go out for a run or something if they're feeling a lot of anxiety. So you have to get to know your body, your breathing style, what works for you. That's one way. Visualizing the light coming to you, surrounding yourself with a pleasing color, whether it's green or pink or blue or white or golden light surrounding you, shielding you, okay, protecting you, making you feel like joy. That's another way that you can start shifting your focus and changing the way that you feel. And then there's also tapping into your memories, your past thoughts or experiences that actually you enjoy. And when you add a layer of um, very specific visuals to this, tiny details, or maybe you think of a certain smell or how something felt, you give it dimension, that also can shift your focus, break that space of darkness and kind of make you feel alive again. And then there's your language, the words you say, the tone of your voice, 
that also changes your experience in your body and in your mind. Just by making those small shifts of choosing a different word, that can make a very big difference. And then there's gratitude. Because when you're grateful, you are blessed. When you're blessed, you cannot be living in a stressed state or in a depressed state because you're focusing on the good, on your blessings, on how lucky you are. And we all know that sometimes, you know, people have it worse, situations are worse, as horrible as whatever it is that you may be going through, there is always something worse. So tapping into that gratitude and realizing, acknowledging and thanking the existence that you have, that you're so blessed goes a long way. Those are some of the ways you can start to choose your focus, but it starts with noticing. If you are having, you know, a negative attitude or recurrent argument with someone or recurrent feeling that doesn't feel right in your body, it's just making you kind of drab. I'm going to encourage you to just take a look at what you're focusing on. If there's something that brings you joy, there's a hobby you like to do, something that's interesting for you, something that makes you smile, it's always a good idea for you to have more of that. So, you know, whether it's a picture, just open up wherever you keep that picture and look at it immediately, that can shift your focus. When it's with someone, maybe you want to remember something beautiful that you shared with that person, something that you admire in that person that can help you choose your focus. But you do have this power. You are not powerless when it comes to your feelings and what's going on in your brain. I want to remind you that you always can choose how you want to feel, how happy you want to be and what your outlook is on life. So that's my two cents worth for today, short and sweet, but I hope you take time and um, just consider what today's podcast was about and apply it to your life. All right. Until next time, think well and be well, my friends. Catch you soon. One more thing. Thanks for listening to my Perfectly Imperfect show. Keep in mind that I'm sharing thoughts and experiences, and the information on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health or medical professional. If you have a moment to leave a rating or a review, that would be great. It's a way of sharing so that more people can find the show and start making some small shifts.